welcome to Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. We're looking at a piece of the Texas Legends experience that we haven't looked at on Hustle and Pro before, the Spirit Squad. And to help us talk about that, we have our guest, Jen Contreras, in the studio. And I also have a co-host, Reese Walker, in to talk with us, too. So, Jen, we're going to talk about your role, of course, as leading the way for the um, dance teams and different companies that you work for. But I want to know your story yourself as a dancer. Like, what is your dancing background? Okay. Um, Well, thank you for having me. Um... I grew up dancing. I grew up in Duncanville, south of Dallas, um, and I just grew up in the studio, trained my whole life, um, and then I went on to be on a dance team outside of my studio and outside of drill team um, throughout high school, and then I was also on the drill team, so I did uh, both, two teams. Um, I was junior lieutenant of my drill team. I was captain. I went on to Navarro Junior College when we had a dance team before the cheerleaders got so big. I was going to say, this is, the, this yes. is what they blew up as cheer for yes. the last several years. So right? before before the cheer squad got so big, Monica Aldama coached both. So oh. she was my coach as well. Didn't know um, that. Wow. Um, her experience was in cheer. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got more of the attention, um, and then they started winning big, and so they dismantled the dancers eventually. That's it was strange. It was sad. You can have but, both. Well, I think that, I don't know if they wanted to really hire yeah. a second coach, and her direction, and, you know, that was her main focus, which, you know, I yeah, can see that. Yeah, it's what was were, working for them. Right, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I did that for two years, and then I went to Stephen F. Austin. I was on the Palm Squad there for two years, and then I finished there, and then I came back home, and... Started working in the Dallas Powerhouse. Um, it was off of Inwood down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Shella Sattler was the director. She was um, the owner of Powerhouse, and she was the director of the Dallas Mavericks dancers. Okay. Um, so I worked there and then tried out and became Dallas Maverick dancer. So did that for a couple of years. Um, continued to teach at the studio. Um, worked with all the surrounding high schools, different things like that. Um, and then decided um, it was time to hang up my dancing shoes as far as performing and decided to assist her. So I assisted her in rehearsals, not necessarily games because I taught in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, so any yeah. rehearsals, I would help her run. So you stopped performing. So like what age, what stage or age in your life? You don't have to 25. say that. Okay. Is when you were kind of done being mm-hmm. like on stage. Yeah. I missed you- it, but you know, it was time. Yeah. Those girls were hungrier. They wanted to stay in shape more than I did at the well, time. It does seem a little bit, you know, especially when you're at the level like dancing for the Mavs. Right. Like, not cutthroat, but, I mean, you have to desire to be that, oh, yeah. you know, oh. every day in and out, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And after I after I finished and then I had my son shortly after, I remember eating, like, two cheeseburgers a day. And I did not <laughs> feel guilty about it because I hadn't had a cheeseburger in, like, four years. Yeah, you had to be careful all that time. Right. Um, so then that brings us to now. So the last, I don't know, six or so years, have you been working with the Texas Legends? I've been with them, I can't even think, what's the first year in existence, 2011? Well, they've been in existence, yeah, ten, they had their 10-year anniversary, oh gosh, this 2021, everything's running together. So I think maybe we're in 11th year now? So then this is my 10th year. Oh, so you have been there mm-hmm. all this time. I, I was only, I was not there the first year. Okay. So I've been there with Malcolm the whole time. Awesome. See, yeah. I was way off then. Okay. Um, so what, what, is your, right. what is your role? I mean, you don't just work for the Texas Legends. You work at Next Step also. So, Correct. But what is your role then through the Texas Legends? Next Step is the main sponsor for the dancers um, or the Spirit Squad. And 
they're kind of like our host home. Mm-hmm. So we train through Next Step. They they come. Everything runs through Next Next Step for the most part. Um, so I was teaching for Next Step first. My my best friend and the owner of Next Step, Michelle Stafford. We taught together at Powerhouse for years. Okay. She branched out left and brought Next Step up here, and so then eventually she just kept asking and asking and asking, and it was it was time for me to make a move. So I came up here with her, and that was my background was Mavs, you know, all of that business yeah. training, girls drill team, drill team like, uh-huh. which steps into more of the professional cheerleading you know venue um, and then when the legends came to next step I guess next step was proposed to be the main sponsor that first year as well and they went with a different studio, studio. they went with a different studio which um, I think because I'm not hired through the legends necessarily mm-hmm. the studio gets to pick who they want as the director okay so that's sure. kind of where my tie falls in they went a different route the second year they came back to next step and offered them to have the position again and luckily I had just come from Dallas and perfect came timing. up here. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect timing. And it works. So it, yeah, so it works. with it all this time. Yep. So my my role at Next Step, I direct the drill team program. So all the drill team prep classes. Um, I have two assistants under me that help me teach those classes. Um, so I don't teach all of them. They teach some of them mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but we also run five teams, five mini drill teams, if you will. So for like kindergarten through yeah. first grade, and then seven to nine-year-olds, 10 to 12-year-olds, 13, 15, and then all the high school kids. So we have, so a lot of our high school kids, they're on their drill teams and on our studio company, drill company. That's a lot, yeah. That is. That's um, a lot of girls. So we, we have kids. those teams, and then we also teach recreational classes on top mm-hmm. of that. And then I have the legends on top of that. So <laughs> busy. We, it is very busy. This year has been amazing. And not that I don't miss it, not that I don't miss my my dancers, but not having to rehearse or stay till midnight on Tuesdays and not making Sundays usually are like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. for me straight with yeah. rehearsals all day long. It's a it's, grind. It's been really nice. So you got a break. I got a huge break. So. Okay, well, let's assume we're talking about normal season life okay. with, you know, a full spirit squad and dancers that are rehearsing and working. So, like, what's the size of the Texas Legends Spirit Squad? And, like, how do you describe, for those who haven't, you know, seen a game maybe, how do you describe their style and, like, what do we expect when we see them? Uh, they can, the number, the number is based up to us, the judges, um, how much um, really Malcolm and I sit and talk about how many do we want, how many can we carry, how many more uniforms do we need, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, what's our budget. Um, so anywhere between 15 to 25 I could carry, probably. But their season looks like they're, they are, they're the ambassadors. They should be, to me, they should be the ambassadors for the legends. They should be the cheerleaders for the legends, players, and for the fans to have the experience be a great one when they're there, to have fun, to help pump up the crowd, to help pump up the players when you know when they're down when they're not down when they're up anytime they should be you know they should lead the way for that so that's what they do um they get to be on the floor a lot which i love which they did not do the very first year when i was not there and i think that's a little bit of why they wanted to change direction the dancers before would go straight to the dressing room and just hide out in the dressing room oh. and only come out for their performances oh i see and so I when changed you say that. on the floor i mean i'm i'm remembering even maybe short performances during 
like long timeouts or something. I feel like yes. they hop out there. They would pop out there for those dances. for sure, full performances. Sometimes for half times, but they're on the sides. Um, if you've ever been to a Legends game where the fun zone is, mm -hmm. um, all the craziness that goes on, they are out there in their mini little squads. Yeah. Step clapping, doing little mini cheers, things like that. Um, instead of hiding back in the dressing room and just coming out for their gotcha. on-court performances. Yeah, they're always out there. Yeah, so we really wanted to change that experience because we wanted to get we want them to be more interactive with the crowd and with the kids. I mean, there's so many kids out there. So they can yeah. bend over and take pictures anytime, sign autographs. Um, oh, yes. They yes. walk around and do the promo stuff. They're, they're very hands-on. They're very involved. And speaking of, yeah, I mean, I said, Reese, come sit with me. Because when she was younger, not like, calling you out, but you weren't there for the basketball. Like, you weren't <laughs> no. into the basketball. But you were always excited That's to okay. see. okay. I the, feel the same way sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you're always excited to see the dancers and the, the sparkly costumes, and they're pretty. And, like, right. it's, and, and with the legends, you're so close up. You mm -hmm. can be so close up. Absolutely. Whereas some other big sports, you just don't get access to them. Um, and so that is a fun thing for those who aren't mm -hmm. always captivated by the basketball to right. be captivated by something else, especially little girls who like to dance, you know? Well, and there's just, there's so many kids in Frisco. So, I mean, I know that families bring all their sons that play, you know, mm -hmm. sports and athletics, but not the girls don't always. So it is fun, like you said, for them to be able to watch something else and do something else rather yeah. than... And you to follow the basketball and game. And you mentioned <laughs> autographs. So we, we have one of each that we bring to the game, a boy and a girl. Uh -huh. So, of course, the boy is, like, searching for all the players. Right. And she would always she would always go search out the girls and find the dancers and um, get their autographs on those cool, yeah, like, the, you, the sheets, uh -huh. the pictures. Their posters. Their posters. Mm -hmm. um, so were we the only ones doing that? No. Or? Okay. A lot of kids did, and it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun for them. Well, it's a lot of fun for those dancers as well because a lot of them are not going to move on. A lot of them are going to hang it up after this and if they didn't dance in college and get that experience in college where I mean let's say Arkansas they're the they're the main thing in Arkansas the dancers this that's all you have is right. the University of Arkansas so everybody's about the athletics and the dancers and the cheerleaders they didn't get that kind of experience or they're you know they did and this is going to be it for them so they may not go on to other teams and, and that's one thing we're curious about yeah so I was gonna say I'm I've always been curious when I go and watch the games like where the dancers come from or where they are yeah. in their dance career like where they're going next okay um yeah a lot of them a lot of them are local towards the beginning of our season uh, before and this kind of ventures off but before the industry got so complicated with pay and mm -hmm. with sexuality and with everything we were more of a feeder team into the Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. dancers. Um, Which so is the relationship built by the, you know, the exactly. teams. Well, yeah. exactly. Um, and that's Mallory, the um, previous director, and I danced together for the Mavs. So, and I actually taught her when she was little. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> so we, we did things hand in hand. We would go to the Mavs auditions and hand out flyers. She mm -hmm. wouldn't let anybody else. So we really recruited yeah. from them. So you get a lot of, a lot of dancers that come from many different, places in those bigger professional teams. So we would get dancers that came from all over the place or would right. stay and come to us. We don't really get that now, especially since they don't have they don't have a dance team per se at the moment. Um, and we don't recruit at other professional auditions. Well, I don't think it's allowed. Nobody's ever asked mm -hmm. us and you know we're not hand in hand with them. So um, so really we have a lot more local 
dancers lately, um, but they can come from, from far. I mean, we have one of our former dancers. She is the University of Texas at Arlington, the UTA dance team, and she's the whole spirit coordinator, but she came from South Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah, her yeah. year. Um, well, she I moved mean, up here, got it, an apartment. It's a great place to come if you are looking for something like well, this. Right. There's so many teams and so many opportunities, mm-hmm. so many studios. and Yeah. Lots of you know ways to keep going in your dancing career. I would guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then the, her path changed. She ended up. She auditioned and made it for the Dallas Cowboy Rhythm and Blues. So she made the DCRB and did that for a couple of years. And then now it's progressed into this awesome job opportunity that she has at UTA, running the whole cheer yeah. dance program. So, you know, they they do get to venture off and do do a lot of different things. And um, we've had quite a bit. We've had well, we've had lots of Maverick dancers throughout the years um, before all of that mm-hmm. happened. I can't. So are they... Um, I don't even know the number 20-something. I mean, something. we can look... We can see that they're, like, young, obviously, people. But um, are they... Are these people that are working in our community during the day and they're, like, have... You know, are these teachers or moms mm-hmm. or people that have normal, everyday jobs and then they're after-hours work is training and yeah. dancing. With yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are school teachers. A mm-hmm. lot of our school teachers. Um, a lot are students aspiring to be drill team directors, um, students in general. One that was, um, we had a couple that are getting their PhDs. I mean, we've had lots of, lots of different jobs go floating around. Which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. We, we're kind of one of those junkies. We like watching, like, reality shows uh-huh. and dance auditions <laughs> and stuff, and I just think it's, fascinating to see well the dancers story obviously and their styles and their personalities but like what they are when they're not dancing is right. is just so interesting because you can't tell you know no. in the dance squad they all you're you're taught to move and be similar and right. those kind of things so it's cool to see their individual interests and personalities behind oh, the yeah scenes. they're very different <laughs> they they got a lot of different things going on okay so i was also wondering when you're audition or when they're auditioning and when y'all are judging them what are they actually doing for the audition? Like, what type of style is it? Like, okay, um, so when they when they come to our auditions, again, it was built to be very similar to the Mavs auditions. Mm-hmm. So we would do things just like that to prepare them, and so. Um, we haven't had another. <laughs> so weird we ha- right now. It I'm is sure. right now. We haven't had. I think we've only had one audition since the Mavs haven't had their dance team. So I don't know if we need to relook yeah, at that. You now probably that you brought are, that up, you're probably like reinventing yeah, this. So well, I bes- think between the Mavs updates and with everything shut down, and then seasons not happening, and this and that, and so much is virtual now. Like the way, the, if you didn't do an audition for what two years or something. That's a lot of time then change that has probably happened. It is so a lot you of might time be reimagining right. your auditions process. And I can just see Malcolm saying, we need to go virtual. We need to do this you never or that. Know. And yeah. so I'm sure that's going to come up. But, um, but in the normal in time, the normal what, yeah, time what, what were you looking for? They would come in um, and they would learn about 4 A counts of a hip hop palm style, quick paced. Um, they would get in their groups of three to five, however, depending on however many we had auditioning. Um, they would do, perform those eight counts, um, switch lines, do it again, and then exit. Uh, we would watch everybody, then we would make a cut. While the judges are determining who they were cutting, everybody's back in the room adding more choreography on. So they're learning mm-hmm. more choreography. So then whoever doesn't get cut comes back in and does the dance. It's a little bit longer. More. So you can see more. So we can see more. And it just depends on, there's been times where we've done that three times, like added on three different rounds, or (laughs) in two times we've seen what we needed. Um, And we usually take, I mean, I think we've taken 40, maybe 50 to training camp. 
So oh. if that's a Saturday or Sunday, the one-day process, um, then we select a training camp bunch. Those uh, candidates come Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday every evening for two to sometimes four hours, mm -hmm. and we teach them more dances. Um, we clean the dances that they learn. Mm -hmm. We just I get to see how they interact. I get to see how quickly they can pick up. And take, like, feedback, mm -hmm. maybe? Fe yeah, they, they do. Adjust. They come in. They come in, just like you get to see on the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders <laughs> when they come in for their interviews at the end, or they come in and speak to uh, Kelly and Judy, and uh -huh. they give them feedback. So you same watch thing, that, kind too. Of. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, same thing. They come in for critiques, which you want to help them on, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's not for, even if you know they're not going to make it this year. You want them to work on these things for the following sure. year. Or you want to give them feedback if they're going to go on and make another team. You want to help yeah. them. Well, That's your, kind na of your nature is teaching. Right. So right. You're so not only there to teach someone you're going to keep. You want to teach and help correct. everyone, I bet. Yeah, so that takes me a while in the evenings because I feel like I need to give everybody feedback. <laughs> Which is great. That's fantastic. So you have them. Um, you know, then that week, and then you end up with your final mm -hmm. final group eventually. And then, yes, and throughout the throughout the week, I'll have some of our other teachers um, who are highly credible teachers at the studio come in and watch, give their feedback, and I'll keep notes. I'll have former Legends dancers come in. Anybody from the Legends organization can come in, pop in. Um, but the last day, usually, Malcolm will come in. Carrie usually comes with them. Mm -hmm. Or I'll have some other judges come in. I'll hire some judges just to give their last yeah. final feedback in case. To get a different set of right. eyes. Because, yes. every, you know, everybody sees different things, too. Right. And some of it isn't just the technical things that you're seeing. You know, they might see... I don't know, something different about somebody that, that they like. Absolutely. Um, well, and then we've had to, we didn't used to do this, and I'm glad we changed it. We've had them come up and, and talk to us for a little bit for an interview, you know, a short interview, mm -hmm. because they do have to talk to the fans. They do have to greet yeah. the fans constantly. So if they, you know, not that you have to be spot on in your, you know, communication skills the whole time, but... I, I just I need you to it be helps. friendly. Yeah, yeah, it does help. So Sure. I we, mean, like you said at the very beginning, they're... I think you, I don't know if you said representing, but they're a piece of the team. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they are representing the team. So right. it does, it does help for them yeah. to be able to, to have a, the personality and ability and want to talk to people that are at the games and things like that. Um, so then talking about the audition process, I know you keep saying like studio and stuff. Does everything happen at next step and through next step? It like does. if somebody was looking for this, um, what time of year should they be looking for auditions or applications or however it works. Can you just tell us that? In the normal world now, um, but we still are finalizing all those details. Um, so, yes, they can check the any of the Legends Spirit Squad uh, social medias, the Next Step Dance social media. That will be listed on there. We haven't put anything out yet. We will have prep classes um, at Next Step. We're still finalizing that summer schedule, so it should come out this week. Um, but they're maybe Tuesday, Thursday evenings, either Tuesday, mm -hmm. Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday. But there will be a prep class. We hold those in the summertime, um, June 21st Perfect. through the end of July. Um, and those are just drop-in $15, $25, somewhere in there. Uh, class card, dancers can drop in. Oh, and usually either myself or former Legends dancers or current Legends dancers will be teaching those classes just to give them a feel of the choreography, the style. Yeah. Um, and not only do they have to be thinking they want to try out for us. It's a great, it's a great stepping stone and oh, a great, sure. you know, fuel for their brain. It, just to get the choreography if they're trying out for anything. Yeah, that exercise of mm -hmm. learning choreography right. and having to perform it quick right. turnaround is mm -hmm. a skill that it's de very is, difficult yeah. for a lot of people. And it's hard, and if you don't have it, like you have to work on it to get oh, better absolutely. at it. And so yeah, that's a great opportunity for them. Just that exposure. And you keep mentioning dances, so I I, I want to go back to the fact that. Are you choreographing all the Texas no. Legends stuff? No. Gosh, okay. No. It, 
in the past, maybe. Um, no, we um, we kind of brainstorm together. A lot of the um, veteran dancers will say, hey, I put together something, can I show you? Okay. And so we'll work together, and I'll say, I don't like this, I don't like that, let's mm -hmm. change this, let, you know, let's fix this. So we brainstorm a lot together. Um, we do repeat a lot of things. Anything that we, our Christmas dances, oh, they need to be redone. Uh, Christmas dances I think we've had for 10 years. But <laughs> we don't have very many Christmas games. I mean, we only have like three Christmas games, so... Yeah. And our season is so short before Christmas time that it's almost like we have to start learning Christmas dances in September if we want to learn new Christmas right. dances. But we um, we rotate our dances. So usually we have about 10 to 15 dances for the season, and that's it. So okay. even though we have 20-something games, we Well, I think we that sounds like a lot of dances. Sometimes it is, yeah. but we repeat. We won't always do them all again a second time, but we repeat them. We'll just put them to a new song. Mm -hmm. We put them to a different song, sure. and we'll change up the formations, yeah. and sometimes you don't ever know that that was... And that we did that before. Great. That's the creative <laughs> yeah. side of what you guys can do to where we are just watching, and we might not know yeah. that we've already seen those eight counts. <laughs> right. That's okay. It's still right. entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, okay, before you go, one last question. I I, I love Texas Legends people, and um, every time I have them in, a studi in the studio, I'm kind of just curious because... I put myself as a part of the Texas Legends family just because I intertwine myself as a, a fan and working with you guys. But um, I think there's something different about the Legends and just our community and the nature of how they are important here. Um, since you've also been with them so long, like what is it that you kind of feel is special about this team and being being a part of it? Well, I mean, my first thought is Malcolm. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's just great. He's he has been our biggest supporter, our number one fan through all the changes, through all the you know, ins and outs. He advocates for the dancers so much. So on our end, it's definitely Malcolm. But I think that he plays the biggest role in wanting to be part of the community, mm -hmm. which I love. I we don't ever get that sense all the time from the NBA or the NBA G League as a whole maybe from the players they yeah. they could take us or leave us like well, the players like, are so get out transient that it is harder right. for them to have roots here there right. are some that do well, and that's hard for us to get to know yeah. them and to really cheer them on because they're just in and out so fast um, but even we get it sometimes from the refs and things like that so for us it's more about the community I mean we're there to cheer the like I said be the ambassadors and to be the biggest cheerleaders for the players and the sport itself but I think being a part of the community makes it bigger. I think it. I just make think yeah. it makes it more of a family yes. connection for the whole Frisco community, for the Legends community, and not just about the sport itself. Yeah, I feel the same way. So yeah. good, and thank you for all the time you put into yeah. the um, Spirit Squad. It's a, it's an entertaining part of the games for our family, so good. we appreciate it. And thank you for taking time to come into the studio and talk to Absolutely. us today. Absolutely, anytime. It was fun. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. Make sure you subscribe, and we'll see you next week.